From Disney to Jezebel, we take a look at how high school musical star Vanessa Hudgens has gone from her role as Gabriella and turned into an evangelist for witchcraft as her new show, Dead Hot, Season of the Witch, details her explorations into the occult and calls others to join one of the world's fastest growing religions. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at not only Vanessa Hudgens of the folklore fame of High School Musical, but also going to be looking at Ezra Miller and others who are pushing witchcraft as not only normative, but something to no longer be done in the shadows, but actually publicly proclaimed to others and also to get others to draw near and become witches themselves. But before we do, we'd love for you guys to make sure you click like and subscribe on this video and also on our page, Good Fight Ministries, because we try to get out as many videos as possible, not only exposing wickedness, but showing the clear gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to this via podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review if you feel so led. That always helps us to get up the charts so more and more people get to hear. But With all of that, it is important to look at this because what many people don't understand, especially if we look at the Old Testament, because a lot of people will look at references, maybe in the book of Revelation or maybe in 1 Kings chapter 16, and they'll see the term Jezebel. And don't get me wrong, a lot of different false teachers and so forth have used that terminology in a very wrong light. But when we actually look at the history of Jezebel, the woman in the Old Testament, who was alongside Ahab, who helped to turn a lot of Israelites towards the Baal worship, the disgusting Baal worship that many of them would practice. She was a Phoenician woman. She was not someone who was necessarily a believer just leading believers astray, as we see in the New Testament, the church that accepts Jezebel, that leads the servants astray. But we see that what was being practiced, the witchcraft that she was practicing and getting others to practice, this was condemned in Scripture and warned about and referenced even in the New Testament. So it's something we need to recognize because witchcraft as a whole is growing. It's being popularized. It's being normalized in our culture more and more every day. And in fact, if we look at the Scriptures, specifically if we look at Romans, the very first chapter, what people don't realize is so often what witchcraft is, although I do believe without a doubt, especially if we look at what the scriptures say concerning 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 regarding idols and demons, and also even in the Psalms, uh, the fact that the idols of the nations are actually demons. The truth is a lot of people worship nature and then that becomes their God, these creepy crawly things, and they give no thankfulness to the one true God. And when it comes to Vanessa Hudgens, what we see from her is that she's actually been broadcasting this for a little bit before her big coming out party. She went on Kelly Clarkson, her show, and talked about her ghost busting duties. And we actually featured this in our video, True Hollywood Hauntings. 
Um, Zoe, is it true that you have a new passion in life? Are you obsessed with ghosts? I hear you are. It's not really a new passion. Okay, we're just finding out. You're just kind of like finding out. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've I've accepted the fact that like I I see things and I hear things. And Wait, do you really? Things. You've had like experiences? Yeah, a lot of wow. them. A lot of them over the years. Like even as a child growing up, like I remember being like getting ready for school when I was eight years old and there was like, you know those ducks that like, is like the duck thing that you pull, it's a toy? Yeah. Um, there was one of those on the dining room table and I started walking and it just started like going alongside me and I was like, interesting. I recently did my first like real paranormal investigation like with equipment and everything. What Went equipment? To... Like a flex capacitor? Like what are we talking about here? Like what what kind of equipment? <laughs> there's a lot. There's there's so much on the market, genuinely. What? But like my favorite thing is called a spirit box. Okay. And it basically scans radio frequencies really quickly. You okay. want to do it in like more of a rural place so it doesn't peak, pick up stations. Um, and like if you put on AM it just sounds like static. But some Something about the electricity that it creates allows spirits to speak through it. Oh. Um, and I, I mean, was... the earth is all, we do have frequencies. The exactly, earth has its own frequency. exactly. Okay. So I was sitting at a, a, a tombstone in a graveyard with my best friend. Because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> well, if you're trying to find ghosts, yeah. like, you know go what? to the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is this I at was nighttime? Sitting, or? Yeah, nighttime, pitch black. <laughs> wow, we're different. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we found this one tombstone of a spirit that we were told is very playful. Oh. Um, so I turn it on. I'm like, hi, Sam. I'm Vanessa. This is Gigi. I'm like, I'm not very good at this. I'm like, you're Sam. <laughs> I am so <laughs> into then, doing and this. And then, wow. And then Gigi goes, Sam, can you tell us our names? What are our names? And then we just hear, shh, Vanessa, shh. No. No. Yeah. Did you run then? No. <laughs> No, I was like, cool, do you have anything else that you want to tell me? And I just hear, shh, nope. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, well, thank you. Uh, you have to like tell them to stay because you don't want spirits to follow you. Or do you? No, you don't. <laughs> no, no. While this was a surprise to a lot of people that said, wow, we didn't realize she was into this sort of behavior, one of the more interesting things is this, this was all pretty much the beginning of an advertisement for something that she was working on that would come out called Dead Hot, the season of The Witch, which would detail her findings uh, and her playing around with spirits and even going into a witch's coven. And in fact, in an interview to promote the show, she actually says that, yeah, she's coming out as a witch. Do you feel like you're coming out as a witch, maybe? I mean... Yes, yeah. it's been such a journey and I kind of had an awakening and had so many questions and was so curious. I was very much on this idea of like a spiritual brigade and I kind of wanted to figure out who they were specifically so mm -hmm. I can be more intimate with them. Um, and I definitely got that. I always take a moment to connect to spirit mm -hmm. and the easiest to me is my spiritual brigade. And if you actually look in the trailer, she actually already tries to basically say this stuff is not actually evil. People have been wrong about it. And she's trying to showcase this to other people so they can realize that being a witch really isn't all that evil. We are taught not to cross lines between the living and the dead, the darkness and the light. But now I feel like I want to share this part of me. They said the ghosts 
come and get us a baby. We've been interested in witchcraft and connecting to spirit. We just want to know more. This is just as much about tuning into ourselves as it is with the spirits. Dark is what we don't understand and don't know. It's not necessarily evil. Now, you may wonder how Vanessa might have gotten into some of this stuff. And actually, she points back to her childhood. And she actually says that she's always been about this and making potions and so forth. What oh have you gosh. learned about your spirituality, your spiritual self? I mean, I feel like I'm I'm still learning. Yeah. Like, there's no right or wrong yeah. way to really approach it. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always been, like, very much like an earth witch. I've yeah. always felt mo the most grounded in nature mm -hmm. and, like, was, like, playing in the dirt and, like, trying to make potions when yeah. I was, like, three years old, <laughs> you know? Like, that's always been something that has oh. been a part of me. But, like, now connecting to, like, my ancestors and my angels mm. and, like, cool. just figuring out ways how to, like, ground myself, like spiritually, I feel, is yeah. just such an empowering thing. You know, what the Bible actually says concerning this, and this is for parents as well, to recognize that if you have children bent towards this, we need to stop that bend. We need to bend them in the right direction and send them on the straight and narrow. In fact, Proverbs chapter 22 puts it like this, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. That is a very important text to recognize that children do have foolishness bound up in them, and it is our duty to make sure that they don't go towards that foolishness. When your child says, I'm a girl, I need to dress up as a boy, or I'm a boy, I need to dress up as a girl, we need to make sure we're saying, no, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 22.5 that that's an abomination, and we recognize that this is foolish behavior that we need to trend back into the straight and narrow. We need to discipline it back and in order. So if you have a young child that's being engaged and also being taken away by maybe, and sadly enough, this isn't even just young children. I, I know that a lot of parents now are at the age where high school musical might've been something they liked back in high school or even back in middle school. And now they're showing their children this. But what about when those same children who are shown these films start following someone like Vanessa Hudgens right there on Twitter or on YouTube or on and interviews on YouTube or on her Instagram page. And what they start seeing from her are goblins and so forth, or goblets and so forth of her practicing said witchcraft. It is very, very dangerous. And this is what Satan has done with Disney, what he's done with Nickelodeon. You look at all these childhood stars, they are just a roadmap of destruction when you look at the things that they've practiced. And also when you look at the Miley Cyruses of the world that everyone was watching Hannah Montana and now she's trying to get everyone to take Molly and now she's all over the place doing uh, whatever. And when we look at all of this and we see this, we go, we do not want to have our children looking at these stars and these idols and saying, yes, these are my favorite stars so that when they push out this stuff, just like Vanessa has been pushing out witchcraft to people over and over again, and now has an entire show, 98 minutes dedicated on Tubi so that people can watch and see this is how you become a witch. And check it out. This is actually her going to a witch's coven. Years ago, witches would have to meet under the cover of darkness to shroud their practice. In these shadows, they conjured the goddess, invoked the feminine divine and vast in the power of their sisterhood. 
This is where they bound their spells and made their magic. Sisterhood is so important. Everything, everything. It's everything. And may women everywhere get stronger and more powerful, and may our voices be heard. Mm -hmm. So motivated. Notice she comes up to this witch's coven, and they're about to cast spells, and she basically says, you know, you're here on your own free will, and she comes up to her, and now they are casting spells. And notice the attire that Vanessa has on the entire time. The entire time, Vanessa has on cross earrings, a cross necklace. It is very interesting. You would say cognitive dissonance, but so many people do mix witchcraft with what they think is Christianity, and it's just not true. It's a lie. In fact, a recent article was actually written about the popularity of witchcraft, and a practicing witch actually says this, Antonio Pagliarulo, in his article, Why Paganism and Witchcraft Are Making a Comeback, he says this, quote, on a recent trip to Salem, Massachusetts, I overheard the same question. Is magic really real? For me, the answer is yes. I am one of a million plus Americans who, whether proudly, secretly, or dabbling through the power of consumerism, practice some form of witchcraft. Witchcraft, which includes Wicca, paganism, folk magic, and other New Age traditions, is one of the fastest growing spiritual paths in America. In 1990, Trinity College in Connecticut estimated that there were 8,000 adherents to Wicca. In 2008, the U.S. Census Bureau figure was at 342,000. And in 2014, a Pew Research Center study increased that projection several times over in assessing that 0.4% of Americans now identify as pagan. In that very article, the author Antonio there actually talks about how he makes a witch's brew when he prays to the Archangel Michael as he mixes Catholicism and witchcraft together. And you see this, this popularization of the mixing of different aspects of religions. And I really do believe that has some end times entailments there that we're going to get to on other subjects. But one thing I found really interesting when looking at Vanessa Hudgens, looking at this popularity of her practice of witchcraft and looking at when she started doing this in an interview in the interview earlier mentioned here, where she sits down with Kelly Clarkson, she talks about how this all started happening back in 2020 when everything was locked down. Now, there was a huge controversy with her about things she said about people are just going to have to die and so forth about that. But what is interesting is she actually made a film right around that time alongside another practitioner of magic in the form of chaos magic, none other than Ezra Miller, the now infamous Ezra Miller. And we talk about this in another episode that we did covering some of his chaos magic and some of the ways that he was performing it and also getting others to perform it. Because right around this time, you're going to hear not only about Ezra Miller, but they were filming together right around the same exact time as she had this idea that she wanted to go out and really start ghost busting or whatever that she wants to do and practice magic and now popularizing it. But Ezra Miller was involved with her back then in a film called Asking For It. Now, here is a clip that we talked about 
Ezra Miller's Messiah Complex in a from a Vanity Fair article and also some other authors that get into this type of magic. This is a quote from the article from Vanity Fair. It says, the house in Vermont contained an altar that's home to bullets, weed, sage, and flash figurines. Miller, says a source, recently demanded that Susan Sarandon, whom is, who apparently is a good friend of his, come pay tribute to their altar because she didn't invite them to a dinner party. It's very interesting because so many people, Joe, don't realize that Aleister Crowley, the famous Satanist, the godfather of Satanism really, would use weed for his ceremonies yeah. to contact the demons and stuff. It's very interesting. But you guys, you got to see this clip because in this clip, you guys will see exactly a, another altar that was made. And also you'll hear from Grant Morrison, a very popular comic book writer himself. Yeah. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. described his obsession with seeking the role of Iron Man and how in his preparation for the audition for the part, he practiced ceremonial magic and conducted an occult ritual to get the part. Downey even references Satanist Aleister Crowley when speaking of the ritual he conducted. Robert Downey Jr. said that he was prepared to recite each line in various different ways, but it was only after what is described in the book, Perturabo, The Life of Aleister Crowley, that Robert Downey Jr. conducted a, quote, combination of ceremonial magic and compulsive rehearsal of every possible delivery of his lines that he got the part. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Downey went so far as to admit that his preparation for the audition of the role of Iron Man was, in his words, the most positively reinforced ritual he had ever performed, and it made him feel like Satanist Aleister Crowley's younger brother. Downey admitted, quote, it was madness, but also the most positively reinforced ritual I've ever performed. If Aleister Crowley, speaking of the Satanist, had a younger brother, it was that type of expletive. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. used ceremonial magic and cult rituals to assist him to gain power over his role, just as Aleister Crowley used symbols in his rituals, like the Star of Babylon, as aids to cast spells and summon demonic entities. Grant Morrison, believed by many to be the top comic writer of the last decade, is not only a practitioner of Satanist Aleister Crowley's magic, but promotes Crowley's magic to young fans and encourages them to practice Crowley's magic and sigil magic to summon demonic entities. We can see great similarities in the diabolical teaching of Grant Morrison and the ceremonial magic of Robert Downey Jr. when he prepared to land the role of Iron Man. Grant Morrison stated in his writing Pop Magic that one could summon spirits to take possession of their bodies and make them a successful actor by practicing ceremonial magic, stating, quote, The sigil, which is a symbol used to summon spirits, takes a magical desire or intent. Let's say, it is my desire to be a great actor, end quote. This is probably quite similar to what Robert Downey Jr. did. Morrison states, quote, pick a traditional god or demon from a book on magic. And he goes on to say if one is feeling hard that they can, quote, pick a demon from one of the medieval grimoires and hope you're strong enough to handle the intense negative feelings demons embody. Robert Downey Jr., when calling for help to win the part for Iron Man, surrounded himself with imagery that would invoke such a spirit. This is exactly what leading comic and superhero writer and practitioner of Satanist Aleister Crowley's magic, Grant Morrison, advises, stating, for example, that when one is calling upon the entity Hermes, one can use comics and images of the comic superhero Flash, who was inspired by the false demon god Hermes, as well as other implements that would be conducive of summoning such a spirit. Morrison advises, quote, 
Call fervently upon Hermes, luxuriate in his attributes, drink coffee or Red Bull in his name, or take a line of speed, depending on your levels of drug abuse. Fill your head with speedy images of jet planes, jet cars, and bullet trains. Play Ray of Light by Madonna and call down Hermes. Surround yourself with Flash comics and call down Hermes. Tell him how very wonderful he is in your own words and then call him into yourself. The arrival of the God will be unmistakable. You should experience a sense of presence or even mild possession. Now notice the warning there about even becoming possessed. These are people practicing this magic and warning that you can get to a place where you become possessed. But I want to also argue that people don't realize the sin of disobedience and what it truly is. In fact, when we look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, we're actually told that for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft or divination. And I think about this when I think about Saul himself, because King Saul, who was disobedient to God as the king of Israel, not only is he told that what you're doing is basically witchcraft, but it's not long after that Saul actually goes and seeks out a medium to perform a seance to conjure up Samuel. And guess what happens? It actually tells us that the first king of Israel is put to death by God. Now, ultimately, he ended up killing himself, but when you look at it, it says that God actually put him to death. I believe he set the circumstances for him to do that And he did so because he did what? Because he consulted a medium. And notice how this all starts with this disobedience. And I want to encourage you guys, make sure that you are not giving off pieces of your life, that you are not keeping God at an arm's distance, that you are setting aside. I want to warn you not to set aside the sanctification that could be yours. The sanctification that Jesus said, sanctify them in thy truth, thy word is truth. That that promise that our predestination is the fact that believers will be more and more conformed to the image of his son. That comes with less and less disobedience. Does it mean you are perfect? Absolutely not. It's not that you are sinless, but it is that you will sin less the more you love Jesus and the more you come to him. And the truth is, is that we want that sanctification and don't leave out parts of your heart, leave out parts of your life where you're just pushing aside and saying, I want to keep this sin, whatever it may be. And yes, there are those, there are sins that creep in unaware. There are things, doctrines that creep in unaware, but also one of the warnings that we are given in Hebrews chapter three, verse 12, is that none of our brethren have a sinful, unbelieving heart that falls away from living God. And you know what it calls sin? It calls it deceitful, the deceitfulness of sin that carries them away. We need to make sure that our brothers and sisters aren't being carried away because we have such a good Savior. We have a better covenant for those under the new covenant, which is us. And guess what? We have a better covenant because Jesus Christ has paid for our sins. We have been bought and paid for by the blood of God, according to Acts 20, 28, and we need to live like it. Go walk in a manner worthy of our calling and warn people away from Jezebels that are coming in our midst and trying to lead people astray. And we wanted to also let you guys know that you can sign up your youth. We just did one, our first annual Good Fight Ministries Youth Retreat last year. It was called In All Love and Discernment Conference that we did. 
And this year, that was on the East Coast. This year, we're back on the West Coast. We're going to be in Lake Tahoe from July 17th to the 20th. And if you know anyone that's 14 to 19, please send them up. We're going to be teaching. We're going to be doing some hiking. We're going to do some awesome stuff. And we want to get as many people as possible. And trust me, people are signing up. The spots are getting filled up really fast. It was so fruitful last year. We'd love to have you there if you can. You can sign up. We'll put a link in the description. We would love to have your child there or you if you're one of the young people that listens to the show. God bless you guys. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.